Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson, and as always, I am here with Mr. K.C. Clapp. Good to see you, Alex. Good to see you, K.C. The pleasure's all mine. K.C., if you were a Batman villain, okay, which are hilariously one note, yeah, what would you be? Hmm. Roots. I would be, I would be a, a, a guy who grows roots out of his fingers, Mister Root. Yeah, and then goes and, and like grows around your bed. You know, oh, holds you down. Spooky. And then I walk in. So you then, would attack Batman when he's at his most vulnerable, sleeping in his bed. Exactly. While he's <laughs> while he's upside down in his cave. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if he actually sleeps. Oh. At all, period. I think he's just somewhat of a insomniac. Ah, yeah. How does he have the energy? In the newest The Batman, Uh I'm not like a Batman freak. I don't like love Batman, but I did like that new The Batman. Yes, I've heard many good things actually about it. Yeah, it was great. He's like a he's like a night owl, and he like he looks like shit. Like he comes out in the morning to get breakfast, ah, uh, yeah. The light's shining on him, and he just like looks so pale and pasty out. and strung out. That's yeah, sense. It's pretty. It's a pretty nice touch. I thought. Okay. Yeah. Batman's right. not. He's not a. He's he's not a brunch person. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. He sleeps till two. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. this is good to know. I've heard a lot of good things about this Batman. I'm not a <laughs> superhero. Uh, aficionado at all neither am i so that's a very it's a very curious thing although i'm probably more familiar with that world than you are yeah probably by yeah. that world i mean gotham city gotham city you know uh it's, it's new york right Generally what about speaking, new york? that is gotham uh, oh yeah they're, no they're I, the same place i think actually gotham is supposed to be um chicago really yeah it's analogous to chicago huh as far as i know huh <laughs> and then metropolis which is where Superman resides. Oh, that's New is York. more of a New York. Oh, well, see, yeah, you've you've proven me pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good. And you just pretty know good. the Flash is from L.A., right? He obviously, yeah. He he drinks too much coffee. Yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, Casey. Today we're here to talk about a tree. Batman, the Batman tree. Ooh, Casey, the protagonist of this episode. Is the Colorado Blue Spruce. That is right. It's kind of amazing we've done 120 episodes and we've yet to cover this tree. We have yet to cover this tree. In fact, we've covered very few spruces. I think only two. Wow. I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, interesting. Eh, No, three. We did the black spruce. Black spruce, Norway spruce, Mm -hmm. and Brewer's spruce. I knew that you were going to list them. Yeah. It's because you know me. (laughs) 
I hope that I can remember all these things. But yes, this is right. This is a very common tree, isn't it, Alex? You've seen it a thousand times. Oh, yeah, sure. Most we can, we can talk about under what context we've seen this tree most. <laughs> um, <laughs> we sure can. But this is this is Picea pungens. Yes. Uh, I would like to know more about that name. Uh, Picea is actually the ancient Latin term for uh, pax, P-A-X, hmm. which just refers to pitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you would get, uh, this is a very pitchy tree, so they would actually get a lot of pitch from the old spruces from out yonder. And the pungens, does that have something to do with the smell? Uh, no, I actually always thought that that is the case. But when you say something is pungent, you are actually referring to the smell. Yeah, that's what it's, I, yeah. Yes, but it's oh. not, you're, it's a descriptor. It's not a, it's not a uh, thing in and of itself. So something is pungent. Yes. There is not a pungent. Yes. So this is not the smell in this case. What you're referring to is a sharp smell. So pungent cheese or a pungent thing uh-huh. is something that's intense and sharp and like in your face. Right. So this is sharply pointed needles is what they're talking about. <gasps> oh, so this is like physically pungent. Precisely. Yes. Interesting. So pungent just refers to it being sharp. However, we just tend to put it towards smells. You know, most of the time when we make this podcast yeah. and we're having a discussion, uh-huh. I can kind of see how to dovetail it into like what we need to talk about. Sure. But for the first few minutes here, I've been just in a snowstorm, <laughs> just stumbling through. And I think the best way is to point that out and say that today we're talking Colorado blue spruce, Casey. Yes. Well, you have already said that. And that we are talking about nurseries. Ah. And no, no, no. <laughs> I am not talking about the room that you lay your child to sleep in. No. I am talking about plant nurseries and our vicious... I'm going to I'm gonna like gild the lily a little bit. I'm going to say that this is going to be a vicious takedown. It's... Oh, well, you have no idea what to expect. <laughs> it's just my hopes. Uh, okay. All right. Well, hey, yeah, maybe we'll drive. Maybe we'll... Maybe, okay, yeah. I'll see if we can take him down. Maybe it'll be like really nice, so then we'll do that classic, that classic arbitrary thing. But we're like, mm. but nurseries are racist. <laughs> yeah, just and now let's just uh, take that back here. So don't yeah. go to them. <laughs> yeah, let's try that out. I think we can get there. We'll see, and we'll find out after a quick break. We'll be right back with the Colorado Blue Spruce here on Completely Arbitrary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu. 
edu slash podcast. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. Today we're talking Colorado Blue Spruce Picea Pungens. That's right. That's P-U-N-G-E-N-S. That's right. Also, well done. Oh, thank you. On the spelling. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very phonetic one, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. Now, Alex, have you uh, have you ever gone out and shaken hands with this tree? Do you know it very well? <sighs> no, Casey. Do you well, wish you could? Potentially. I mean, like, I probably know, because I, th- I believe that they're quite pungent feeling. <laughs> Look at you. And I don't want to puncture my uh, pun center. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't think even, of a body part I, that starts with pun. Yeah, you, your your brain, your pun center. Yeah, my so gland. You, you don't want to get in there. My yeah. pun gland. Your pun it's, gland. It's already terminally ill as Ooh, it is. Yeah, that thing's going down. <laughs> it's, it's not long for this world. Well, Casey, let's imagine as we do every episode. Yes. That you and I, how about this? We're walking through a nursery. Oh, God. And we come across some Picea pungens. Yes. I mean, we could be almost anywhere, I feel like. You could be. Yes. Um, Correct. Casey, let's ID this tree. Alex, the first thing that is going to give you the clue. It's blue. You're going to be walking through. You're going to see this blue thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, wow, what is that? What is that? That that gorgeous looking caked or icing topped tree mm. it looks like someone went over and just spread this this gorgeous kind of snow fake mist over it like something you'd find at a grocery or a not a grocery store but a store selling a christmas tree oh sure that like, they've like sp- sprayed with something to make yes. it look snowy you it's know it's like actually actually like insulation spray or something <laughs> yeah it's asbestos is what it is mm-hmm. this is the first thing you're gonna see now if you're walking through the mountains not a nursery you probably won't see this intense of a blue. Interesting. You'll see it more of a green color with blue tinges, but there are two different varieties. That was my next question. There you go. Yeah. There is the species, which is Picea pungens. Right. Then there is Picea pungens glauca, which is the Colorado spruce and Colorado blue spruce, respectively. Oh, so today we're really talking glauca. In a technical sense, uh-huh. yes, but at the same time, uh, it is a tree that will put on more or less of this bloom. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh-huh. So some of them will be green with some blue. Some will be very intensely whitish blue, and there's kind of this whole spectrum in between. So the trees that we get are many different varieties of one or the other. Okay. Most people just say Picea pungens, Glauca is like the the main thing you'd find. But then there's like Picea pungens, Glauca, uh, Star Spangled Banner. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> some, some crazy, <laughs> stupid name. I love that. I love when they do that. Like the uh, Arborvita Green Giant. Yeah, exactly. They add some name to it mm-hmm. that is their, it's their marketing name. They can put that in the Sears catalog and get, get a hold of some uh, yeah. attentions. Those are uh, the nursery people. Oh, Again, boy. we're walking through a nursery, so we'll get back to it. Yeah. The second thing that you'll notice as you walk to it, and you're like, oh, that's so beautiful, and you put your hand out to touch this gorgeous thing, mm-hmm. and it's like you're touching porcupine quills. Yeah. These are the sharpest needles of, I think, all the spruces that I've personally come in contact with. Okay, so Colorado blue spruce. Yeah. 
which we are just going to call the Colorado Blue Spruce. That's all we're going to do. Picea pungens. Yes. Don't worry about anything else. Got it. There's too much mix up here and there. We're not going to deal with it. Before before we get into like morphology and yeah. stuff, can I just can I just make a reference to something? Please. Have you seen the uh, NBC sitcom Parks and Rec? I have. Yeah. You know when uh, when Ron Swanson played uh-huh. by. Uh, Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. When he goes to Home Depot to look mm-hmm. for some things, mm-hmm. and the Home Depot employee walks up and he's like, "Hey, can I help you find anything?" And Ron just looks him dead in the eye and goes, "I know more than you," and walks away. <laughs> this is you at a nursery where somebody asks if you need some help. I know more than you, God. <laughs> ah, I love Ron Swanson. <laughs> Characters just so intense. Mm. I know more than you. <laughs> yeah, that's Casey Clapp at a at a nursery. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. Either way, they're more in touch to a certain side of tree things that I've explicitly been like, I just Mm. am going to avoid. Sure. Which is the newest and the best. The marketing. Yes. Let's let's talk overall morphology of the Colorado blue spruce, Casey. So... The Colorado blue spruce is a, it's a tree sized tree. So normally if you're not in the nursery or you find one, that's kind of a normal thing, it's going to grow to be about 60 or 80 feet tall. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, in the, in the, the higher side of that out in the wild, the lower side of that, if you plant it in your yard, I would say that's like upper middle class for tree height. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, I like that. Yeah. This is an upper middle class. It's maybe like lower upper middle class Mm -hmm. for tree heights. Just got a promotion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the promotion is still like leagues below the CEO kind right. of thing. You know, it's good for you. It's a drop in the bucket for someone else. Get Bernie Sanders on the horn. Yeah, seriously. Where's that guy at? <laughs> I oh don't God. know. Where Did you he been? Get voted in twice already? Yeah. Anyway, politics. So I, I do notice that this tree looks like a tree. It does, yeah. It is a ex currently grown conifer. Ex current. Yeah. You I like need to that? remember this. Yeah. It's a great one. Okay, so this is an ex current tree, yes. single stemmed. Single stem. Now the thing about it is that the branches kind of grow outwards, but the twigs, the branchlets, don't grow down and mm. hang. So you'll remember with our brewer spruce and Norway spruce yeah. and Sika spruce, which we haven't covered technically, but the the branches, the branchlets are very droopy. They hang down. That's right. Weeping. Yes, right? exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now the main branches kind of grow out and then tip up. In our tree, the Colorado blue spruce, they don't have these pendulous branches. They just kind of stay nice and tufted uh, along the branches. They don't have this like whew, droopy appearance. Okay. They look like nice stately trees that are growing. They grow at high elevation, so they don't have wide, huge canopies. Their canopies are very narrow Okay. so that they have the ability to let all of the, the snow just kind of go. Fuh, 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 fuh. This was my theory. You got it right. It's like yeah. snow load. That's, yeah. that's good for snow load. Like the subalpine fir. Yes. They have very narrow canopies, very dense uh, and hard branches mm-hmm. so that they just whoop, 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 let all the snow just kind of fall off of them rather than building up and causing breakage. Smart design. Smart design. Whoever came up with that, brilliant. <laughs> well, Casey, speaking of the needles, which we really weren't, um, <laughs> you said that these are very pokey. Yeah. But you also said that there is a lot of bloom. There and is. I'm assuming that you mean stomatal bloom. I do. One of my favorite things in all of Treatum. Well, I actually should say I don't. Oh. Here's why. Wow. So stomatal bloom, I had to look into this because these trees are specifically known for this blue color, which is this bloom that gets on the needles. The same thing that you can rub off of a blueberry or a grape. Right. The kind of whitish waxy coating. Mm-hmm. 
So those whitish waxy coatings on all these things are secreted by the cells themselves on these outside kind of bits. So the leaves, when they very first come out, these little needles that are just about uh, an inch long, very stout, and they have four-sided. So you can actually roll them in your fingers. They're not flattened. Okay. On each side, there is stomatal bloom. However, hmm. the brightest, newest growth will also have this bloom that is secreted by all of the cells on that individual needle. And those cells will push out this little uh, waxy coating as they start coming out. And that waxy coating over time can kind of get washed away, can kind of weather away. But the bloom will remain where the stomata are. Okay. So there's two different things. There's a waxy covering, oh. and then there is this the model bloom. Well, are they the same material? I think so. It would make sense. I haven't found anything to say particularly one way or the other. Okay. But more or less, yes. So maybe maybe they have, okay, I see. So they have like a waxy stomatal, we'll say, or excuse me. They have a waxy bloomal coating yes. to the needle. Correct. But also two stomatal lines that that also excrete the bloom, as we say in yeah. the trade. And you know what? I'm not actually even 100% sure that there are exactly two lines on their needles. I think they might be more... It's kind of like, it's not really that there's a very obvious left and right. So like smudge. the grand fur, that has one, two. Right. Done and done. Yeah. This, Douglas fur? Douglas fur, same thing. Two, two on two either lines. side. Yep. On these, there's more just like a band or kind of like several rows lined up, but the okay. rows aren't perfect. So you, you don't see one, two, three, four. You just see kind of like, eh, there's like this, this horizontal smudge of different little dots that are all very, very much in this section. I gotcha. On every single side of the leaf. Gotcha. Yes. So there are two different kinds of things going on there. Okay. So, and you can see this really clearly if you look at an older uh, branch where on the outside, the new growth, these new needles come out and they're also, I should say, singly born. All of these needles come out all the way around the stem, except they're kind of focused on the on the sides. So, but they come out on all sides, but will kind of go up and away. So it's almost like they're parted on the bottom. Mm -hmm. One side goes to the right and up. The other one goes to the left and up. And then all the rest kind of just go outwards. That's a good visual descriptor, Casey. They do they do seem almost like they are kind of focused on growing out of the sides of the stem. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So they, they pop out. They're on these little teeny tiny pegs. So all spruces will have little pegs on the base of their needles. Yeah. So that if the needles are either pulled off or you can find an older twig, that'll tell you it's a spruce for sure. These ones, of course, have that same thing. The little pegs? The little pegs, yeah. Speaking of an ID characteristic and needles, yeah. I recently saw a TikTok. Oh, that went over like different kinds of conifer needles mm, mm -hmm. and uh, how to and mnemonic devices for yeah. how to ID them. And the the one for spruce was uh, spruce square. Yeah, because they are a little the four sided needles yeah. that you can rub in between your fingers. Uh -huh. and they go, brr, brr. Well, I love that they gave you that for a few species of spruce. Oh wow! But 
It's not, not a fact for all of them. In fact, the sickest spruce, the needles have four sides, but they're more in a rhombic kind of fashion. Rhombic. Yes, rhombic. Like for those of you, Yes, for those of you who are not familiar, that is a, uh, I'm sorry, diamond. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it is. Huh? Yeah, yeah, a rhombus and diamond is the, uh, it's the, the pretentious and the layperson term. So, uh, yes, that is a, it's a great ID characteristic for spruces, for sure. Okay. But some of them have those flattened needles that you won't be able to, to twist in your fingers. I see. Well, Casey, let's talk the crown jewel of any conifer where we get the name itself. Uh, the cone. The cone. Ah, it's beautiful, Alex. It is a nice looking cone. This cone is, is just about four inches long. That's big. Yeah, it doesn't, it's, it's not huge, though. You know, it's not... It's not overly massive. It is a beautiful light tan. It mm. has these scales that are very papery and kind of um, triangular as they come out, which I think is really cool. So they're not uh, they're not the same as some spruces where when spruces are first growing and they're they're just little tiny cones yeah uh little purple and pink cones yeah exactly like maybe they're just kind of turning a little green before they dry out and become gray oh yeah they tend to have and this is on spruces their cone scales are are very circular where it just looks like you have like this little um i'm trying to think there's like a house kind of tile that looks like this where there's just like overlapping half circles. Oh, sure. They yeah, just keep yeah, coming yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost looks like scalloped on scalloped on scalloped on scalloped. Yes. Like fish scales. Yeah. That's exactly what they look like. Yeah. Then as they dry, some of them get woody and hard and maintain that perfect circular outline. Mm-hmm. Others kind of dry and get a little crinkly yeah and don't maintain that perfect circular outline yeah this is one of those latter examples yeah they're very papery exactly yeah Um, and you can tell that just by holding them yeah and you can move your fingers down them and they kind of go you know that kind of thing going here oh yeah i think we've actually done it before and that cone is a sick of spruce so if we do that then that's going to completely throw everyone off (laughs) they're going to hear that they're like wait a second wait a second is that a I thought that was the sound of a sick spruce, not a, not a Colorado blue spruce. That, that is one ID characteristic we never go over yeah. is the sound of the tree. Exactly. It's going to freak people out, so we can't do that. <laughs> I will say the kind of crinkly dried upness of, yeah. the, of the cone scales kind of give it like a, a, a little cone serration almost. Yes, it, exactly. Yeah. Kind of, I, kind of splits at the, at, the, at the apex of the scale. It does. I kind of think about them as fringed. Like yeah. they, they look very much like, you know, kind of a flag that's been waving in the wind for too, too long. You for know? sure. Yeah. And they always have like these very nice horizontal, or I guess it's horizontal if you're looking at the cone sideways, but they're these vertical lines that go down the scales. So they kind of looked very, very papery textured and I love them. They're great. I just think they're beautiful. Well, let's talk the bark case. What's it like? Classic spruce bark. I never say this except for the spruces. This is spruce bark wow everything else you could say oh well, that bark is very sprucey spruce bark always looks the same i have yet to run into a species where the bark looks substantially different than all the other spruces okay they all look the same see this is me with spruce cones yes they all i and i'm i like to consider myself a professional in this not that you aren't wow. but at least i would say well here's the specific difference even though a lot of people may not see it 
I don't see it. Do you reckon Picea is a little more inbred than most families? No, not inbred, just very much the same. Like the, the, I was reading about their taxonomy okay. and their taxonomy is like obvious and easy. There's never been a situation where someone's been like, maybe that should be a different genus. Mm. Maybe that like every spruce that there is, everyone's like, no, that's a, that's a spruce. Just cut and dry. Cut and dry. Yeah. They're, the only not necessarily cut and dry is there's some species that they're like, eh, that's just the same species as this other one. So there's like individual or like a few lumpers and splitters mm-hmm. out there. But for the most part, if it's a spruce, it's a spruce. There's no question about a tree being maybe not a spruce. And spruces are pinaceae? Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it sounds like the opposite of Cupersaceae, but I was mixing order and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, family Cupersaceae. and genus. Rather. Oh, yeah. In the, it's, this is the one example. They're closely, the most closely related to pines themselves, actually. Oh. They are North American, as we covered in the Brewer Spruce. They evolved here to begin with in North America, probably somewhere in the kind of south area, like in what we now call Southern California, the desert southwest. Yeah. It's probably where spruces initially started to really kind of populate kind of like take uh north america cut it in half vertically and then cut it in half horizontally Mm -hmm. in that bottom southwest quadrant is probably where these trees initially kind of started getting their going they've come a long way baby can i say about this bark yeah it's like halfway between puzzle piece, what we call puzzle piece, yeah, and like a shaggy bark. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's it's exactly that. It's a like, shaggy puzzle. They break it. It's a yeah, which is like what kind of puzzle is that? It's a puzzle that you put together and you don't have the box. You don't know what's going to be, and, and everything you, like overlaps on top of each well, other. When you when you when you finish it and step back, yeah, it's Tim Allen as the shaggy dog. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Uh, so this is the best way to describe it, Alex. I think you got that spot on. It is these scales that kind of almost exfoliate, but don't. But yeah. if you walk over and just kind of pop them off with your finger, they're just like, ah, they jump <laughs> off. They don't fight you at all. No. They're very gray. It, the younger bark is utility AF. And then it becomes these scaly-like bits yeah. that just kind of cover the entire bark. The base is very buttressed on almost every spruce, like mm. kind of very obviously buttressed they just go (laughs) out there go straight up into this one single stem and they're covered with this gray scaly puzzle piecey like bark still it's just a delight what i'm getting from this is that picea lacks subtlety i think they might yeah they they don't they don't have any broad brush they do well they they're like you know what this works every one of you is wearing the same jacket right but my every one of you yeah yeah you just go you buy them in bulk and they just put on the same coat it's very communist yeah and they're also very all pokey Ooh, it's a very good point alex there's something to it there's something to it these are the communist manifestos of trees (laughs) (laughs) of trees Anyway, to dovetail potentially into our discussion on nurseries and yeah. the commercial side of this tree, they're very um, inoffensive. Yes, there's I, just yeah. there's just nothing that really stands out really hardcore about I, these yeah. trees to me. I think that's fair. So maybe they're maybe they're the reason that the nursery trade has latched on to them in the way that they have, and we'll talk about it in detail. Yeah, is that they just sort of it's like. 
it's like vanilla ice cream, which is very delicious. Ooh, but interesting many take. people enjoy vanilla ice cream. I love vanilla ice cream. It's my preferred sort of ice cream. But, you know, salt and straw bone marrow ice cream that they had the fucking balls <laughs> to make a few years ago at Halloween. Um, you know, not everybody's cup of tea. Maybe yeah. that's more of a, you know. It, it's uh, it's not everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but these, these, uh, these spruces are a little crowd pleaser i think that's fair i don't know i guess the detriment that i see is that they're nothing more like i wow. would want them to be extraordinary yeah i don't know i'm, I'm not i mean we can save all the this is mostly this is like review talk hey hey give us a give us a little here i just think they're kind of boring i think that's fair kind of overall casey i would agree with you however i i also agree with you in that it's a nice boring you know it's yeah, like, I mean, that's what I mean by inoffensive, you know? Yeah. It's Boring, like, but like, I'm not, it doesn't upset me. Yeah, this is like the, the mac and cheese of of the, the tree world. Sure. It's it's boring, but it's effective. Yeah. I like it, and I'll eat it whenever I'm hungover. Toddlers love it. Exactly. Hungover what? toddlers. What? <laughs> <laughs> which, which is wrong, that I'm being compared to a, a toddler, or that they're, we're uh. now just claiming toddlers only eat mac and cheese when they're hungover? Sorry. A little too much milk. Stayed up a little bit too late. Yeah. Too much cake. A little too much Paw Patrol last night. Yeah, a little too much Paw Patrol. We're going to have to sleep in today. Mm-hmm. Well, Casey, uh, we've alluded to it plenty. This tree is very popular in a certain subsect of the tree industry. That is true. And that is? <sighs> the nurseries. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because of two reasons. One, this tree was found by a guy named George Engelman. Are you familiar with Engelman? I'm familiar with the Engelman's spruce. Engelman's spruce. He also found this spruce okay. in the Rocky Mountains, which we didn't really cover. Uh, this tree is a native to the kind of central Rocky Mountains in the west of North America. Okay. It goes down into New Mexico, does not go down into Mexico proper. Okay. It goes up and barely even almost makes it to Montana and Idaho. Almost goes over to uh, Nevada, but just ends like right on the border of Utah. It's a pretty small swath of land. It really is, which kind of surprised me because I was like, wow, this! I thought this tree like grows way more, but it's kind of like spread out, focused in Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah, and New Mexico. It's almost like a little endemic. It really is. It does not grow anywhere else outside that area. As soon as you start going more north and west, mm. you reach Engelman spruce territory. I see. So our tree is a little bit more drought tolerant, the, the Colorado blue spruce. As you would. So it can take a little bit tougher temperatures. Well, I shouldn't say temperatures because they both grow in like the harshest conditions possible like the top of the rocky mountains mm -hmm. you know but the higher further north you go the more water you get on average the further south you go the less water you get it just gets hotter and drier i see so this is a tough ass tree not only is it a tough ass tree but it's a beautiful tree everyone loves to see this yeah and when mr engelman found this tree he named it and then almost immediately people started to say wow oh my god that's a really beautiful tree uh oh people started planting this tree and growing it from grafts like i mean like 200 years ago like they found this tree named wow. it and said boom 
and it just immediately growing. got acclaim. Yeah, they just. I mean, they they were, didn't harvest it, but I wonder, like hmm. dig it up or anything like that. They grow some from seed. Yeah, but initially they started growing it from grafts, and I read on one of the uh, the many things that I was reading that this is a tree that was planted. After and during like World War One and World War Two as a status symbol, which I thought was very curious. Really? Yeah, I couldn't find anything to really back this up, but okay. I kind of like the idea because it's it's a tree that has has been in fashion for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you can find any of them that are kind of larger, planted probably about 60, 50 years ago. Some that are really large obviously are older than that. So a status symbol being that it was expensive? Yes. Okay. So there you could get the the Colorado blue spruce. As we noted, there are kind of ranges of blueness to mm-hmm. them. There's, I think, also like something like 40 different cultivars. Wow. Trees that grow very tight and small. Trees that have super dark needles or like very bright white needles that grow mm-hmm. very tall. You, know, you name it, there's a kind. Okay. So this would be a status symbol because they would get you the Colorado blue spruce, but it would be the the one that was like, man, it's kind of it's kind of bluish. It's nothing fancy. There's a cheap version. You can get the ones that are the new grafts. Everything is beautiful. It's the most intensely slow growing mm. kind of thing. Gorgeous color. It would be your medium. Then you can get the bigger trees that were the brightest, whitest, bluish thing you've ever seen in your life. And those you would plant to say, I can afford this fancy new in vogue tree. Wow. So that's the big thing is that you have a fancy in vogue tree. Just like the monkey puzzle way back when, the monkey puzzle was planted not as a status symbol, but kind of like as a... um, a curiosity, an you oddity. Know? Yeah, I mean yeah. that that makes sense to me. Way more sense than the Colorado blue spruce. Maybe I'm right? biased against the blue spruce, but well, the blue spruce was just as like, oh my god, what is the matter with that tree? It's bright blue. It's like sure. white almost. Yeah. So it really has this kind of this appearance that's vastly different from all other trees that you'd be growing around. Fair enough. Especially in like a drab place like I don't know England, where. All they have is just like nothing but foggy things coming in. Everyone always complains about it being cold and rainy. Cold smoke. Yeah. And then you have this bright ass white tree that you're like, oh my God, that's extraordinary. I wonder if there was ever any like religious parallel to it. Oh, yeah. I've always thought about that is also like a racism kind of thing Hmm. where it's, it's a tree that if you get the fanciest, nicest, you know, ones, they're going to be so bluish white that you, in plant terms, they would name things very obvious names, even though what is what it actually is isn't always so obvious. Like blue spruce. This is a blue spruce. Yes. But it's not like the color sky blue. Right. You know? Right. So it's kind of like, eh, that's on the blue side, we're going to call it a blue spruce. That's on the red side, we're going to call it a red spruce. Right. So they obviously don't call this the white spruce. There are other trees they call the white spruce. But the white spruce is called that because it has this glaucousness on its mm-hmm. leaves. 
So I've always been curious, like, was it in vogue because it like represented the, you know, the most pure tree right. kind of thing? Eesh. I don't know. No, don't. Yeah. You, I, I'm not saying that that's the that's case. That's fact. I've read nothing. No, he's saying that that is something that he read. I have read this nowhere. <laughs> God dang it, Alex. Hey, you threw yourself under that bus. <laughs> I know. Now I just have to start, you know, climb my way out from this tire. <laughs> you laid down in the street and I, I rolled you over. Into you the... honked at me. You said, Casey, stop. Stop doing that. I also don't know. But anyway, to dovetail Fair off of what you were saying with the religion. Yes, yeah, I understand. So this is uh, a big part of how this this kind of tree entered into the nursery mm. realm, where people saw this big, gorgeous tree, for whatever reason, is in vogue. Have you ever gone to nursery, Alex, and seen a plant and been like, ooh, that's a nice plant? Sure, yeah. Have you ever gone to a nursery looking for a particular plant and been able to find it? I don't think so, but that's not something that I do normally. Okay, you know that's not a part of my regimen. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You know, go to the grocery store, go get gas, go to the nursery. <laughs> right, that's what <laughs> it's I my do. third stop. Yeah. every Sunday I get coffee. You know, it's four stops. There are people that do that. I'm sure. Yeah, but I just don't have. Yes, I well, understand though. So the reason I ask mm-hmm. is because, dear listener, you've probably done this a few times. You've had. Uh, a tree that you want. You listen to this podcast and you're like, oh my God, this great podcast. They know everything about trees. I need to go find that tree because I want to plant it in my yard. Great. You probably were not able to find that plant. Hmm. If you do not listen to this podcast, you are uninspired and you live somewhere and you just want to put a tree in the ground because you need to keep up with your neighbors who have trees in their ground. Um, Where would you go to get a tree? Where would you think of? Uh, Home Depot. Yes. Lowe's, your local garden center. Yeah. These kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Now, what trees are they providing? Mm, Colorado blue spruce. Colorado blue <laughs> fucking spruce. And you know what else? Yeah. Six different varieties of apples. <clears throat> I see. And cherries. You get the probably cherries. Dogwood. Maybe a, an apricot. Dogwood for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the biggest, fanciest, you know, Eddie's White Wonder. Huge, giant flowers. Blooms all year round. Eddie's you know? White Wonder. Yeah, it's a it's a, uh, a, a thing. Well, the, the flowers are incredibly huge. They're beautiful. Speaking of racism. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. Well, that's... We're talking about the colors of the flowers, Alex. So there are these... Jesus. So there are these trees. <laughs> I'm not going to let you get away. You're not, wow, Case know. is legitimately upset. <laughs> uh, well, just because you name one color anywhere... I guess I'm not upset at you, but I've noticed this. You know, People are afraid to like just name something as a color yeah. often. And I'm like, God, just yeah, look at it. It's a white thing. Well, yes. It doesn't have to be racist because the nature has made this into a white flower. Well, everything that we do and say has a cultural context. Yeah, I suppose that's just the that's nature fair. of the beast. Yeah. So there are these trees that nurseries, and I'm assuming they get a good deal, and that's why they're popular. Yes. Yeah. So let's kind of uh, take a step back. So we're really talking about the garden center, the place that's doing the retail. Okay. We are not talking about the 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 several acres of trees growing in lines right. as a crop. Right. So there's kind of two sides to this. So there are those nurseries that make those things. They grow the trees and then they put them into a pot and then they give them to this other place to sell. Now they don't give, they sell, you know, you get what I'm saying. Whereas like a Christmas tree farm is sort of direct to consumer. Yeah. This is like 
something is grown on a farm and then given to a garden center exactly. that retails them. Yes. Okay. So if that is what you're doing, we have to think of the logistics. And I know many people that are in this nursery, in the nursery trade. Mm. And so if you are going to be growing a tree, you have to plant it and it has to grow from little tiny seedling all the way up to a full-size tree that you can sell for a good amount of money. That could take five years, six years, eight years, 10 years. So if I'm planting 400 spruces today, Mm -hmm. I need to know that in 10 years, people, there's going to be 400 people going to buy those trees. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Okay, you better stay popular. Exactly. So you are have this system that feeds back into it. And we've talked about this, I'm sure, with planting trees in the right-of-way, where Mm -hmm. I can say, oh, you should plant this really cool tree. If the nursery doesn't have it, it's because we didn't say plant this tree 10 years ago. I see, yeah. So, for instance, with Mm. this tree, all you do is you say, in... 1850, this is one of the most popular trees around. Like people are like, oh, I need that gorgeous, like shimmering spruce tree to plant because I have a beautiful house and I want that, you know, status symbol of a tree. You do that. Someone then says, oh man, this tree is popular. I'm going to start growing some of these trees. They start growing those trees. Then the popularity increases because not only is there a demand, but now there's a supply that is catching up with demand. So now you have these trees all over the place. When you do that, you are working on this like 10-year lag. So when the trees are being grown and you get this giant supply, the classic supply and demand, once there's a huge amount of these for sale, the price starts to go down. Sure. So now you have something that is or at least was very popular. Now the price has gone down and it's the only tree that's being sold at these particular locations that that's what they do. That's where everyone goes. They go to these big box stores. They go to their big box nurseries or garden centers and they buy the popular cheap tree. The unpopular tree is not even sold. It's not even there because it hasn't been grown. Hmm. So what is popular Ah. is a function of what's available. And what's available is then put out and said, this is popular. It's like perpetual popularity. Exactly. It's a vicious cycle. And you can't break the cycle because what am I going to do? Plant, you know, a quarter acre of some random tree in hopes that right. in eight or 10 years, someone will buy this tree. Hey, fortune favors the bold, my man. Yeah, I guess you're right. So maybe that's what someone should do. <laughs> just just go out there, grab your Guinness yeah. and just start planting trees. Think of the least popular tree you can think of so you can get them for dirt cheap. Yeah. And then just plant 8,000 of them. And then just hopefully hopefully sell them. Yeah. I, I'm i with you. Does anyone want to fund this exercise? <laughs> Go to our GoFundMe. Yeah, we just need some land and yeah. we'll do the rest. I hope it works. Well, so that's a it's a that's a very curious, interesting uh, perspective, though. It's like it is this perpetuating cycle. It's hard to tell who is is creating the cycle. Mm. But if you wanted to go out and get an Engelman spruce, you wanted to go out and get any other kind of spruce tree, a dragon spruce, you're not going to find that at Home Depot. Yeah. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You're only going to find these particular cultivars sold by particular nurseries to particular places. It is like the spruce tree that you can get in that way. Because it is the popular one. Same thing with the purple leaf plum. 
that purple leaf plum is the flowering tree or it's mm. the, the red leafed uh, crab apple. That's the flowering tree. The Kwanzaa cherry, you're going to find boom, 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 boom all over the place at all these big box stores. Leland Cypress, you name it. It's the tree that every time you say it, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Get over it. Like it's it's the banana, the apple, and I don't know, celery. Like they're just everyone has it they're always there you're always going to be able to find them and they're never going to be that good (laughs) wow sorry speak for yourself (laughs) yeah so that's um that is that's like kind of where this tree fits in this colorado blue spruce interesting and there's a bunch of other trees we just named them that kind of also have that same thing so I'm curious about you, Alex, because well, you're you're way more into the kind of artistic side of what's popular and what's not, interesting. especially on the on like the internet. You're you're way more dialed into the culture, you know. And sure. Even with like music and music tones and like different things, you're like oh well, this is this is kind of the the standard. This is mm. this is the way things are moving. These are the the trends and the fashions. Sure. So if there is a trend in a fashion, how are you finding it? Does it just like come on your radar? Someone's like, oh, this is the newest, coolest thing that, you know, this company's going to be pissed off that we're telling you about. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like somebody I somebody whose tastes I respect yeah. tells you about it. Yeah. Right? So with a dress, or, for or instance. Or uses it. If it's not the, the person who's wearing the dress mm-hmm. that makes it fashionable, it's the person who makes the dress and says, this is fashion now. Potentially, yeah. This and is you, fashion. And you respect their work, right? Yeah, okay. So this makes me think about the Colorado Blue Spruce. And this is interesting. I mean, As the tr- a dress. The tr- yes. Mm, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, don't get too near. It's going to really hurt your legs. Oh my God, can you imagine? I mean, that's the next evolution of, of fashion is like self-sacrifice you know clothes that hurt you (laughs) like it's like the it's like the iron throne you know Uh, it pokes the ass of the king to remind him that of the the weight of his duties that is true um (laughs) i do love that as a as a whole idea it's great yeah so smart um you know the tree industry is very unique in that the product takes 10 years to even be able be sellable yeah you know yeah i can i can make a song later tonight that i could put on the internet tomorrow and people could listen to it yeah and then if it's super popular everyone's gonna be like this is the song it's gonna blow up and it's like fresh right Yeah. yeah um but trees they had to have been popular 10 years ago in order to be popular today, I guess. Yeah. But then, like, where, where did where did that like start? I mean, I guess it started with Engelman. Yes. Like, um, and then it just never stopped. It just never stopped. But are the trees still popular, or is it just the only option now? I think it's the only option. I think that's the case. Yeah. And people still like them because they're beautiful. And of course, someone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, these grow very slowly. They don't. They grow kind of normal speed." <laughs> I think I think kind of think of it like um, when the when the uh, iPhone first came out, mm-hmm. and it was like only these really like niche technology enthusiasts had an iPhone. Yeah, you know, like way ahead of everybody. Everybody's on their Nokia flips, yeah. as they should have been. Um, <laughs> the way God intended. <laughs> and then you had these really trendy 
forward thinking wealthy people yeah. who had the dough to blow on a on a whatever it was a five hundred dollar phone. That oh was, my god! Yeah, it was real. I mean, it's even back then it was expensive. Yeah. Now, still, five hundred dollar phone is pretty pretty damn expensive, but kind of normal. I, yeah, it's. I think it's absolutely average. But that's kind of my point. Is now having an iPhone is not a novelty. Yeah. It's just like what you buy. Exactly. And, unless you know you buy. Unless you're an Android user. Woo! Samsung person I don't never say die baby <laughs> but to me it's like you know iPhones are sort of the default phone one would have yeah this is like your default conifer tree it's either that or a Leland Cypress those right. are your options so to come from this sort of novelty popular to be a status symbol yeah among people who could afford this blue tree Whoa. and now fucking Everybody has a Colorado blue spruce in their front yard. Yeah, it's like the lawn of anything. Like yes. you have the status symbol to grow a lawn. Now everyone has a lawn. There's it's, an industry about it. Right. It's just a default nursery tree. I find that very yeah. interesting. And I wonder, the big question I think, is when will it end? When will it end? And how will it end? I don't think it ever will. It doesn't make sense that it would. Because yeah. if you're if you're planting them today... You will sell those trees in 10 years. Exactly. That, like, you must. And if you are not able to sell them because they're popular, you're going to market them and get right. them out. Yeah. But also, if you're looking at the data, it's, again, this self-perpetuating thing where you're like, well, we've been selling these trees and they've been doing great for the last 10 years. Let's mm-hmm. keep buying these trees. Right. So then the it's always going to be there until one or the other says, give us something new something fresh but oh my god is a lowe's or home depot gonna say give us this new fresh idea nah if you want that alex you have to go to the other nurseries not the big box nurseries when we buy trees and say hey okay well there's a local nursery let's go to j frank schmidt hey what do you guys have oh you have red maple and you have oregon or you have red oak you got all these Eastern species. Okay, great. That sounds good. That's the best price. And will they grow out here? They will. Okay, I'll buy those because they're cheap and easy. So this big nursery starts to make a market in one place and then shifts the market in another place because they have the trees wow. to do that. But if you go to J. Frank Schmidt and say, hi, could I get this uh, obscure native tree from this place? Can I go get the emery oak, please? They'll be like, no, no, we don't have the Amory Oak. Go away. Could I have, name it. You name some other weird tree that's not extremely popular and has been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find it. So you need to go and support and find and ask all these other smaller growers and nurseries who basically are trying to do something a little bit different. I will unabashedly tell you to go to Sistus Nursery on Savi Island oh, yeah. in Portland, outside of Portland, technically. One of my friends is there. My friends are the owners. They are just fantastic workers. They're plant explorers. They're nursery people. Like, it's just a really great, cool space. It is not the Home Depot Garden Center. Oh, my God. It's the exact opposite. And right. Sean, the, the owner, would probably crucify you if you said anything like that. I said not. <laughs> I know, which is, which means you're safe. Potch's pilot is avoiding you. Is it because I put them in the same sentence and <laughs> probably, that's enough? yeah. No, he, he would say it if you, if you do say that they are the Home Depot. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like what they're doing is saying, stop planting red maple, stop planting katsura, stop yeah. planting these trees that are not climate adapted, that are uninteresting in every regard and just 
are so genetically like uh, destroyed because they've been like bottlenecked essentially Hmm. where you take the same cutting from the same spruce or the same genetic material and now you have nothing but the same genetic mutated trees all over the landscape. Yeah, they're doing fine, but you're still not getting like a big variety of trees that are very good at handling a lot of things like what a forest would be. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of genetic variation. So they are going out and collecting trees, collecting new seeds and growing them up into trees and then sending out these very curious, interesting trees that are climate adapted, that are new and fancy looking, that aren't just these status quo kind of thing where... I, I'm trying to think of another example, Alex, and you might be able to help me. Like, you have video games that you can always get the same video games from uh, PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. Uh-huh. And then Steam comes around. Right. And Steam's like, the, the barriers for entry are so low that people can just start throwing out new ideas. Mm-hmm. And you can go get these new ideas. And now Steam is itself this gigantic kind of player. Right. And then there's like the FIFAs and the Maddens and the Call of Duties. Yeah. That and are like the uh, like the Colorado Blue Spruce. You, of the you can get them everywhere. Everyone has access. You've seen it a thousand times. I'm also thinking of, I mean, I have a, I think I know what would kill the Colorado Blue Spruce. Ah, aphids. <laughs> Casey <laughs> and I think I think this I think it's education mm, because yeah. if all I know is the Colorado blue spruce yeah and I go to a nursery looking for quote a tree yeah and I don't have enough I don't have enough tree education to know that there are there I even have an option to like choose a different tree or like mm. have a specific taste in a tree. Yeah, or that there's like 40 different kinds that you could choose. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm going to show up and say I need a tree mm-hmm. and because they're a business that's selling Colorado blue spruce they're going to point me toward the Colorado blue spruce. Yes. But if I go in knowing and I have the I have the knowledge of oh I really want a china fir for my backyard. I think yeah. that would be really cool. Uh-huh. I could go to one of these more boutique nurseries Pretty much. and get one of those. Um, so I think the answer is just like teaching people that there are different kinds of these things. There are different options. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not tied to buying a uh, Taylor guitar from, from Guitar Center. Yes. They, oh, this is the example. That's yeah, they perfect. They can go find a luthier. Yeah. You know, somewhere that's doing really interesting work and they can try all these different kinds of woods and, and, and uh, shapes and things. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's probably going to be more expensive for sure. Yes. I mean, that kind of thing always is. Any, yeah. any sort of boutique experience on in any industry is going to be more expensive. Yeah. But often you get what you pay for. Exactly. That's my that's my thought. And you'll get a more interesting tree. You're, you're not playing a tree, so you don't have to depend on some quality in that regard. But if we assume... Well, well, I, I would guess, assume there's there's quality and yeah. I mean, certainly in house plants. You buy a house plant from Home Depot, it from probably Ikea. will not. Yeah, it will probably not do as well as a house plant from Solabees. Exactly, some place that's given it the time and they yeah. potted it properly. They've pruned it. Yeah, like it, that's their business. Hundred yeah. percent. Now, if that was, I think the big difference is the house plants are all going to be the same, unless you. Well, I guess the Solabees particularly, they have a you know specific 
interest in they like go to these catalogs and they find these curiosities potentially yeah so i guess yeah i i'm with you there i want i want there to be this boutique experience you pay a little more you get a very high quality tree Mm -hmm. now as a tree it's going to be planted and it's probably going to do the same thing that your colorado blue spruce would do but you are encouraging this this larger uh, diversity across yes. the landscape. And as we've discussed many times, that's good for the earth. It's good for the earth. And it's I mean that everything. in so many different layers, you know, and, and different meanings. Like oh, yeah. Monoculture is unhealthy. It's extraordinarily unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. So that is a, that's kind of where this tree, I think, comes in for me. Interesting and, case. Yeah, I say that because, I mean, it's a fine tree. I got nothing against it. Um, well, I do. It's poked me so many times. Wow. I don't like, the, I don't like spruces for their, their violence. I love you, but I see that as more your fault than the tree's fault. I think you're probably the right. The tree did not attack me. Okay. Well, let's get into our review, Casey. We got to do it after a break. We'll be right back with our review of the Colorado Blue Spruce. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back. Somber tone. Here. I know Alex is Alex is ready for this. My th- my th- I've told you this before we started recording. My throat feels very tight. Yeah. So I'm having to like push my words out. Yes. And it's like very tiring for I some wonder, reason. I wonder, I also uh, commented that uh, we, there's been a lot of rain in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And this is the first sunny day and I have more sniffles. You know what? So I thought to myself, ah, I'm not allergic. Like some people, I think allergies for like pollen is like a, a spectrum. Some people are like, eh, for I'm sure. a sniffly today. Yeah. Other people are like, my entire Going to the ER. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was thinking maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe you know maybe what? Just got a little tender throat. I've always prided myself on the fact that I have never suffered from allergies. Yeah. The, my line is that like, but despite my many ailments, I've never, <laughs> I've never been touched by the curse of allergies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder if you're onto something, Case. Might be. I might go get some Zycam after we record here. What? I- what is that? Zycam is an allergy medicine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Over See the, if it helps. Over the counter. There you go. Um, well, Casey, uh, I don't know why I brought that up. I think it's because I'm I, I I was in a quiet mode when we came back in. Yeah. But I'm also in a quiet mode because I have some thoughts on this Colorado blue spruce. We've we've already given many of them. Yeah. But we should we should summarize as we often do. I think we should do this in a more formal situation. I oh agree. my gosh! Wow. Uh, I I guess we're bringing back the suits. <laughs> We're bringing back the suits, baby. (laughs) Bring them out, ladies. Just a quick montage of 1980s box suits coming in. 
Here's Jezebel and Monica with our suits. And you can see that they're really wearing the suit. (laughs) I'm thinking of like Price is Right. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of um, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Never seen this. It's just the the style of suit from like the 80s and 90s. Oh, yes. They're very boxy. Yeah. Very big a little and, baggy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you can still see people wearing them uh, today. For I kind of love it. Yeah. You go to the, the men's warehouse. Yes. And they'll be like, oh, this looks great on you. And I'll be like, I, I look like a Sears catalog from 1996. I mean, Casey linking it back. That was a very funny joke. Linking it back. Uh, men's warehouse. It's sort of the Home Depot garden center yeah. of, of men's clothing. You can get something good there every now and then. But, but it's going to be the same as the, the the next guy to come in. Exactly. And it's the same as the guy previous to yeah. you. Yeah, you got to go to a boutique store that's, that's like, I'm, let's give you this time. That's what I'm saying. I also this think, you know, there's like a time and place for for like the cheap, easy option. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit of a privileged uh, stance to say, yeah, uh, just go to the boutique version and, and spend uh, $12 on a can of kombucha. Right. So I guess it, what it comes down to, like in a very overall sense, we're making a lot of like fashion comparatives. We are. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what it is. The nursery industry for all that it is that is good, it also is this this uh, this fashion industry analogous where you have these these producers that are also saying, here's what's fashionable. Right. And then when they say this is what's fashionable and that is what's on the shelf, those are your options. And it's sort of, uh, that's a really good point, Casey. And that's um, to, uh, to, uh, to add another layer to that. Fashion is also like the stuff that we see like in the, in the Milan fashion week, yeah, like runways, we kind of roll our eyes at, you know, yeah, yeah. but then like elements of that five years from now will be in H and M. It's going to be there. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and, and then seven years after that, you'll find them at Fred Myers. Yes, exactly. Casey. So the people who the, the aristocratic class who could afford the Colorado <laughs> blue spruce is, you know, top hello up there <laughs> up in their zeppelins <laughs> you throw us your suits <laughs> they could afford those Colorado blue spruce now you or i could walk down to to home depot and buy one for 12 bucks yeah exactly you know? yeah it's easy as that that's where i get all my suits for certain home depot There's so many metaphors here we're all it's like <laughs> they're a, all crossed like over a big soup Hi, can um, we go to the men's Home Depot warehouse? <laughs> for you. trees? Yeah. Um, I know better than <laughs> Casey, uh, let's give our review of the Colorado Blue Spruce, and let's keep it tight. Let's maybe do a haiku. All right. Um, here's how it works. We're going to give some final thoughts in haiku form on this tree, and then we are going to give it a golden a score from 0 to 10 golden cones of honor. Casey, as our resident expert, we will begin with you. I like this tree's shape. Mm. I like (laughs) the cone. Yeah. I Mm. think okay. (laughs) I do not like you. Me? No, the, the, the tree. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I guess that wasn't clear. That's my haiku. Casey was making intense eye contact with me when he said it's that. Because I was counting. I do not like you. In fact, I was also pointing with all of my fingers. 
<laughs> all right good job yeah um i will say uh i will say that's like when you teach like a fifth grade class about haikus <laughs> i like my dog bailey yeah right she is very cute she is very dog <laughs> sorry cute has too many syllables what is your what is your cone score casey uh my cone score ah it's gonna be 5.2 damn yeah this is 5.2 woof it's an uncomfortable tree i don't i don't i'm fine never seeing one again yeah alex my thoughts on the Colorado blue spruce in haiku mind. form. I would love this. This tree reminds me of a disliked family member 3.0. Wow, you did it. Oh man, the way you did that as one full sentence <laughs> until the last three, I was just like... <laughs> He's not going to get there. I nailed it. Well done. <clears throat> 3. Oh, 0. man. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to add a footnote. Um, as a child, 3.0. I went uh, hiking with my... I want to be careful here. I know there's no chance this person would ever listen to this podcast. Na- change the name. Uh, if So that at the beginning of this, we can say the names and identities okay. have been changed to protect the people i went hiking with a family member okay with a few family members and included was this family member that i to this day despise oh all right and we were hiking and she said um see those see those trees there those are colorado blue spruce and i remember this moment so precisely because um i thought they looked so lame and my my this family member really liked them and that made me dislike them oh I'm, yeah because i'm by nature a bit of a contrarian i love i love that the the, en- the friend of my enemy is my enemy you yeah, know exactly also the the friend of my <laughs> okay yes so <laughs> so i have some distaste for this tree anyway yeah. and then it also just reminds me of like suburbs yes it totally is it's that it is that like you know no offense you you all you people out there are lovely people it's fine but the idea of like these the the trees you go to the only places that you can in suburbia go find like those are the home depots the lows those are the places you go yeah and those are the trees they sell and they have five options it's all homogenous right yeah and yeah, it just reminds me, it's a very early 2000s tree to me. Oh, yeah, this is um, a Backstreet Boys tree. For sure. Well, that's when I lived in the suburbs. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure we had one. I mean, I'm almost positive we had one yeah, in our yard. Yeah, you, you would obviously know. Yeah, all you got to do is like picture this, look it up, and like, oh, yeah, I've seen that tree like literally everywhere all the time. Yeah, we for sure had one. And I, I believe I remember touching it and being poked. Yeah. And then so 3.0. Spitting on the tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cutting it down in the middle of the night in a rainstorm. <laughs> I've cut I killed you. <laughs> I killed you. Um, so, got a lot yeah. Of baggage with this tree. <laughs> I don't think there Holy are a lot shit. of upsides to this tree for me. I'm over it. Yeah. Find something else. I Find don't know. Find something else. Uh, uh, it's distasteful to me. That was our review of the Colorado Blue Spruce. Did you turn your head away because I yelled? No, 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 no. You're I was just kind of stretching yeah, your neck. Okay, neck, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like, time ooh, for our completely... Are you okay, bud? I am, yeah. No, I was making a joke. Oh, it's time for our completely arbitrary Q&A. Casey, Casey, this week's question, as every week, is from the Patreon. If you want to join up and support this podcast, mm. patreon.com slash arbitrary pod i've heard of this patreon it's one of my favorites <laughs> it's my favorite patreon um <laughs> this question is from Brittany. 
Brittany says, there was a study this year finding mm. that plants make noises oh. and different noises, like faster and higher frequency, when they're stressed. Interesting. What are your thoughts about this study, and does it change anything you previously thought and talked about related to the idea of consciousness? Very interesting. It does not. It does not. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So the study that Brittany is referring to, Casey. Yes. Is from New Science, was that it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Well, it was uh, initially uh, done in the journal Cell. Oh, right. Okay. I guess the study doesn't come from an article. An article summarizes a study. Yes. This is an article that uh, it's uh, Science News, Independent Journalism Since 1921. The name of the article is Stressed Plants Make Ultrasonic Clicking Noises. It's by Megan Rosen. Published the 30th of March, our year of this Lord. (laughs) So the study... Involves pointing an ultrasonic microphone, which can pick up very small little tiny sounds, Mm -hmm. at tomato and tobacco plants. And boy, howdy, Case. Yeah. They recorded some sounds. They did. Of a little clicking sound. And it kind of, to me, it sort of sounds like the, the, the... I want to say zombies, but that's not what they're called. From The Last of Us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of these clicking, little little clicking, like little bubble wrap popping. Yeah, they're not zombies. It's Yeah, that's how they described it, is this bubble wrap. Like, you know, you you sound like a a small toddler is stepping on one bubble at a time. Right. Little, Little pops. And the study also purports that the pops may be um, bubbles. From chemical reactions happening within the plant, right? Well, I'm not sure if it's chemical reactions or not. Or water, Um, water moving. Yeah, and they don't really say what it is. They they didn't do the the study did not include in the scope what are these sounds. Mostly, the study was does what does is this a thing? Right, we found something exactly, which is what science does often. They say, hey, we found this thing, and then they publish it, and someone else says, ooh, I wonder what that is, or likely it's the same authors Interesting. that then say, okay, now our next study is going to be what are these things? Okay. You know? So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't say what they are, but it does say that they, and it has a little recording, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. We'll put that in the show notes. So I, Alex, I personally think that this has more to do with the the physical movement and things that are happening with the plant. Yes. So an example, if you are uh, a plant moving water from your roots where you're gathering it up to your outermost extremities, your leaves at the very tips of your branches, furthest away from the source, those those pipes are essentially as we talked about in the wood there are tubes that mm-hmm. are individual cells that are moving water from one cell up through the next and up through the next in this long chain a lot of the uh, way that plants are pulling water up is they are not actively using energy to pull water through there's atmosphere pushing on the ground right and there's also a suction coming from the leaves so just as we would suck through a straw the atmosphere is what's pushing the water down when we suck up through the straw those are the forces that are doing those things Mm -hmm. so in a tree as water evaporates it then pulls the next molecule with it and so on and so on and so on and so on and so forth all the way down this line when you get trees that are water stressed, 
the first thing that's going to go are the very largest extremities. Those are going to suffer from the drought stress and die back the soonest because essentially a gap in that water column is created. A little bubble happens. This is like I had a bubble in my brake line case. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, did you I took in it your car? Le- yes. Remember how my brakes were fucked? Yeah. I took them into Les Schwab and he said, you had a bubble in there. Yeah. And see? that was what was causing them to stutter and, and uh, give out. And do weird things. Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of hydraulicness on a very, very grand spectrum. There's someone there who's a plant scientist who could be like, well, that's far oversimplifying it. But that's why we are making this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I couldn't have less to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it is a um, it's a it's a way that the um, the physics of the whole thing work. So I'm wondering one of the things they think is that there's bubbles, like you said, in the in the cells. Right. Those bubbles could be performing, but there also could be cells, individual cells rupturing mm. because as that water is being pulled up and there's no other water there. Have you ever sucked on a straw? And you put your finger on the bottom and you sucked on the top and it kind of just went and flattened itself. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a similar thing where if you are pulling all the water through the leaves, but there's not enough water to be pulled up, it's getting stretched thinner and thinner. At one point, those molecules are going to split and you're going to have water now broken in this column. This column has an air bubble or the lack of an air bubble in there. There may not be actual air, but you're still creating a vacuum and those cells could rupture because they're literally, there's so much pressure pulling them in that they could just go and just have like on a cellular level, the cell walls can crack and rupture. Isn't it kind of cute that, you know, you say like, there's so much pressure in there, but it's like the tiniest little bit of pressure. Well, it, it it's the tiniest space, but the pressures are off the charts. Is it really? Yeah. Like, like it, even to us? Even to us, like yeah. Like if you pressed on my arm with yeah. that same amount of pressure, would you? Would your finger go through it? It would fucking go straight through it. <laughs> I'm, I swear. Really? Yeah. I'll post another video on do the, it. Try the, it. the functions. All right. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, Alex. Mostly because I'm not going to get up. It is. So I'll, the, there's a video that I'll post uh, that we've posted before, which discusses the the amount of pressure and uh, the physics of how water goes up from the bottom of a tree up through the top. So by Veritasium, that physics YouTube, mm. and they specifically note that. As the water is going up, you can only get to a certain point with capillary action. You can only get to a certain point with all this other um, pressure and suction and everything like that before you start developing these air bubbles in the middle. So as the, uh, the water is being pulled up, the pressure is increasing and increasing and increasing mm. to the point where when it's on the very end of the leaf, there are these pores, these stomata that have water on the inside and no water on the outside. And they have to work so hard at such a tiny molecular level to hold in like some insane amount of pressure. And I I can't recall off the top of my head what it is, but it's something that the pressure would smash your brain, you know, into a thousand pieces. Like it's, it's a crazy thing, but because like you're saying, it's on such a tiny level that it can be withstood by this tiny little cell that is guard cell that's holding closed that pore or opening it when it needs to. 
Interesting. Well, Casey, I like your I like your um, theory on what this little sound is. Yeah. What do you think? Do you have any ideas? Not really. No. But I do think that we can both agree that this is not the plant screaming for help or some shit. Yes. I feel like I see a lot of a lot of things like a lot of memes from like naturalist Instagram accounts yeah. that are like, did you know that when you, f- when you fry zucchini, it screams, it's like, uh, well, it's, it's releasing water. What do you, yeah, this is literally steam. Yeah. yeah. When, and that, I, when you boil water in a pot, it screams. It's like, no, it you bubbles. have a little thing down and it's going through a whistle. Right. I just, I don't like this like hyper anthropomorphization of plants. I mean, yeah. it's just not, it's not even, it's not accurate in any way. Scientifically, that's very true. But if you, if you thought about a tree as many people do as a, is a thing with a spirit, it's not screaming, but it's it's not good for the tree, whatever you're doing it. You're stressing the plant out. Okay, right? that I that's fine with me. Yeah. But I, I guess I'm targeting the content creators that I'm thinking of specifically. Yeah, like they the ones that like take it that next level. Yeah. And like connect dots that shouldn't be connected. Totally. And which yeah. I think is like kind of irresponsible. It's almost like misinformation. Because people are going to see that and be and just like go tell their coworker, and then they're yeah. going to go tell their girlfriend, and et cetera. it's yeah, it's sensational for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that it would be. I, I agree with you outright. I much prefer someone to say, "Well, here's the science of what's going on." Now, to be very clear, this tree is not happy about it. It wants to have enough water. It wants see, to do this. It is working towards that. Even that, I think, is a little is a little uh, really. I, I guess I have. I'm like really this sens- tree, Yeah, I'm really sensitive to like these little micro anthropomorphizations oh, lately. Oh, really? Even yeah. the word stressed. I'm like, well. That's a human, that's a word that we use for humans. Yeah. That's like our experience. Yeah. And we're just like using it to describe this thing that's not human. Yeah. I think it just like bump, it, it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way lately. I don't know. Interesting. Don't know. Yeah. Cause we've done that lots of times. In fact, I know recently I've actually kind of switched to be more on the opposite side of that. Yeah. I think anthropomorphizing trees or rather the term I'm using is humanizing trees, humanizing, which sure. is it's different, but it's using, using terms to describe trees and plants and their experience so that we can relate to them. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm definitely guilty, so I'm being a little um, hypocritical because I we built a whole podcast around the idea. Yeah. But this is me quitting. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> so wow. This notice. is okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I'm going to be incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, but lately I'm like, ah, don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that this, this tree is happy. Yeah. You know? Huh. That's very I curious. Know. Yeah, because I, I like saying that. I think it's 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 very evocative. And there's maybe a certain spectrum of things like this tree is introspective, right? Like, I mean, it's literally a part of our show, obviously, but I, I'm with you. We are always doing it with, we're winking constantly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not winking, that's when you're like, Ooh, you got to make sure to wink when you say that. Yes. So that people know that it's not quite there. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I see. I see. Well, we'll have to find where that line is one of these days and kind of discuss yeah. the, the differences, you know? It's pretty gray. It is, yeah. It's a, it's a very blurred kind blurred. of thing from left to right, trying to figure out where where it's okay to humanize a tree and let people relate to it by saying, ah, well, this tree is stressed because of this. Because I, I guess I don't see stress, uh, and not to say that you chose that term explicitly. I know you just kind of came up with it. Yeah. But that would be something that I would say is a very good um, just because we use it in humans doesn't mean that it's not something else that you could use for 
something else. You can see when a dog is stressed. You can see when yeah. maybe a cat is is stressed out. Well, I think there's a big difference between a cat and a tree. Well, sure, in but terms I'm just, of consciousness, well, and, that's just on the spectrum, right? I guess so. I mean, so are you saying, Alex, that you have to have a um, a consciousness in a strict sense, the way we understand it? Well, I don't know if cats have a consciousness. I, I, yeah. Well, they, that's why I say in in a in a in a sense that we would understand a consciousness. Like cats, um, cats are conscious. They literally wake up and move around and make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? They, I, I don't know. Does a cat think about its thoughts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like self consciousness as opposed to just consciousness. No, self conscious is when I wear the swimsuit that I wear and I forget every year how <laughs> short it is. And I'm like, can people see my balls? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, we can. <laughs> Looking good. You dude. look great. Um, yeah, I don't know. And now we're getting into like where maybe I need a little more education to even have an opinion. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know. Something about it's like ah, don't do don't say that about a tree. Uh, yeah. Okay. Don't say a tree is like really sad right now. Yeah. So it's, get, yeah. it's not. It's like maybe it's underwatered. It's uh, you know it's it's um, it's. Uh, not operating at maximum proficiency. You, yeah, know, you see what I'm saying? It's a, it's adapting or reacting to a stimuli right? in some regard. Like, yes, that tree has a lack of water and it is very hot. So it is reacting by dying back. Right. The tree is, is neutral on the subject. The tree will be alive until it's dead. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not like, oh, I feel so sick. Yeah, it's like the tree, you can look at it and be like, I, I mean, I do all the time. Just be like, oh, yeah, that tree's not very happy right now. And see, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess in a, in a, I guess it's the capacity that you're talking about it. Mm, I think we've, yeah. we've, we've talked it to death, but that's my opinion. Huh. All right. Thanks for the question. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Get all the tone of the uh, room right now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. Uh, if you have a question for us, join up the, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. That's A-R-B-O-R-T-R-A-R-Y pod.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a subscription service for the artists you love, like Casey and me. Hi. And it's a great way to support this podcast. We can do so much with this show because of our patrons. That is the $3 tier, our Q&A tier. Above that is our Arboretum. Five bucks a month, you get two bonus episodes a month and questions. Mm -hmm. Above that is the coveted Cone of the Month Club. $10 a month, we send you a unique die-cut cone sticker in the mail, illustrated by a different artist every month. This month is the Jackpine. Boy, it's a beauty. It really is. Flames in the background. Yeah, it's sick. Birds coming back. It's fucking great. It's beautiful. Above that is Arbitrary Plus, our live stream tier. You can get two live streams a month. One is with Casey and I. They're getting more and more interactive and fun, Casey. I think we're kind of hitting our groove. They're getting they're they're reach they're they're evolving. Yes. I yes. feel like they're they're reaching like their true form, yeah. like what we what they can be. Sooner or later we're gonna email I'm sorry, we're gonna normal mail mm. we're gonna post something to you guys and then we're gonna say okay open that letter you just received and they'll be like what letter goom, goom, goom. wow <laughs> then you open up this cool letter oh my god it has something in it and then all together we have to solve a crime that's fucking sick case yeah. so anyway keep your keep your ears open uh if we get to 50 people in that uh in that tier <laughs> 
We'll do that. Like clue for trees. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone will get a certain clue yeah. and then we'll have to, we'll have to figure out the thing. How did this tree die? Yeah, exactly. How did this tree die? With like ID characteristics? Yeah, exactly. Someone will be like, well, what's the tree? And we'll say, well, this person has the cone. That person has the needle. That wow. person has this. And then someone else will have, you know, a couple different, uh, you know, uh, red herrings. And we'll have to, we'll have to figure out what it is. And so the person with the, um, with with the sort of answer in their envelope, yeah, you know, the the pivotal envelope, they can't attend the live stream, and we just sit oh. there for an hour and a half. No, 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 no. We know you <clears> and I. We'll just we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, right? we are the game masters. Oh right, we yeah. we are the we are the uh, the puppeteers of this thing. Exactly. So so you can ask us questions. You can ask us, uh, right. you know, are we going down the right route? We are you the know, dinner hosts. Clues, exactly. Okay. Yeah, everyone else has to sit and figure it out. This is a great idea, Case. All right, yeah. Hey, so anyway, 50 people, get up there. Wow. Yeah, I think we're at uh, 20? I see we just do it now. Hmm? No, we're at like 60-something, Casey. Not in that Not in that tier alone. Uh, in that tier alone, but no, that tier plus the next plus tier. Plus the next tier. Which is generous admission. Yeah. Starts at $20 a month. Great idea. I want to do this. You can give whatever you want. This is just like the platinum level donor. Yeah. We'll put is... your name on the on the wall of, of the wing of the hospital we're building. <laughs> Casey Clapp. Alex Croson. What a nice time. curious conversation. Yeah, I like when we get into these sort of uh, philosophical philosophical things yeah i might uh i might actually uh have you have you stop here take a pivot over to the patreon with me and uh, continue this conversation wow mm. you're revealing so many things without talking to me first i just wish people would join our patreon <laughs> so that you can have this kind of fun with us all the time yeah hey consider joining the patreon if you if you get to the end of your month and you think you know what the education and the entertainment and the company that I got from completely arbitrary this month was worth $5 or $10. Consider joining the Patreon to support the podcast. Mm -hmm. It quite literally keeps us going. Keeps the lights on. It sure does. We're and then some. It. It's true. Yeah. You, you, we do. We do also have air conditioning every now and then when it gets too hot. I have so many lamps, you guys. <laughs> and if you don't join the Patreon, they're going to shut them off. Uh, one at a time. I can't go without my lamps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Completely Arbitrary. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, we'll see you on our summer vacation. Oh, will we? Get packing. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>